the Functional Flex Cave Cast, coming to you live from the Strength Cave headquarters. Here is your coach, Ryan Milton. Hey there, Strength Cavers. It is Coach Ryan from Functional Flex, and we're right here in the Strength Cave Functional Flex office. I got my Tajava, a little bit of tea here going. Uh, that's going to keep me fueled up and on tap here for you guys. We got another solid 15 questions we're going to go through here. We're doing five for training, five for nutrition, and five for that mindset, you guys. I got some good submissions in here today. Um, going to answer these as best as I can, as simple as I can, so you guys can take this and use it right away. Get to work and make some changes in your life, you guys. Let's do it. I am just getting over being sick, by the way. So if I sound a little funny, I was fucking on my ass last week. I will not lie. I was down and out. I missed the gym, you guys. And uh, not happy about it, but, you know, that's what it takes, you guys. You got you to gotta rest. You got to know when to stop, and you got to know when to recover, and, you know, then get back to work. And now I'm back to training this week, so that worked out well for me. All right, you guys, training. Question number one. Hey Ryan, I'm currently combining strength training along with cardio for five days a week. My only goal is to get toned, but if I get muscle, even better. So two questions, two questions, whoa, 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 who is this? You can't ask two questions yet, just kidding, here we go. Okay, question one, how do I push through the burn, or even better, what do I do to push through the burn? Okay, so the burn... The, the burn that you're talking about could be any number of things. I mean, are you just talking about doing high reps and feeling the burn of the gains? Because if that's the case, that's just going to take some time to get through that. I mean, if it's muscle burn, if that's what you're feeling, that's part of the process here, whoever you are. Oh, it's Ashley. Ashley, it's part of the process. You know, that's going to be part of the game. That's what you got to do. It's just, you'll get used to it. It doesn't, doesn't feel like that forever. Um... But if you're talking about like joint pain or like shoulder or knee or some kind of, that's not good. Don't do that burn, okay? If that's the burn you're experiencing, you need to look at your form. You need to reassess. If it's just muscle or something like that, keep digging through it. And you push through because you want the results you want. That's going to keep you motivated to keep going and pushing through it even if it's burning. Okay, so do that. Question number two, what pointers do you have for a newbie? Ah, that explains why you're feeling that burn, Ashley. Okay. Uh, newbies need to get on a program and follow the program. Newbies always want to bounce all around. They want to go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing when, you know, like results don't happen in two weeks or three weeks or whatever. But really what you guys got to do right away, all you newbies out there is you got to get on a program and you got to stay on the course for like ever, for like at least two to three months. I'm not even kidding on one program. Just follow it and see what kind of gains you get. Assess your results as you go. But you cannot be jumping from plan to plan, from program to program. If you do that now, you're going to do that for the next 5, 10 years, I guarantee you. Even when you're not a newbie. So, stick to a program. Question number two. Ryan, just started doing more front squats as you recommended on YouTube. Yes. And I'm wondering what the best grip is for these. Brad, Brad, thank you, man, for uh, checking out my YouTube. That's real cool. Um... For those of you that don't know, I'm on YouTube at Functional Flex Fitness, just in case you want to get over there and subscribe to some cool videos. But to answer this question, 
Uh, what this, uh, what, what is the best grip for these for front squats? Okay, best grip for front squats is going to be the one that works for you. And I say that because there are a lot of different grips, right? We got the Olympic grip, which is going to be like a full grip, high, high elbow, wide chest, all that stuff's going on. <coughs> we also have like CrossFit grip, which is going to be a little bit more lax, a lot more elbow and just loose wrist kind of action going on there. <coughs> Sorry, guys. We got the bodybuilder kind where we're talking about putting the hands over the bar and it's just kind of resting on the chest. And, you know, all these are good. None of these really make a difference. If you compete in Olympic lifting, do the Olympic lifting grip. If you compete in CrossFit, do the CrossFit grip. If you're just trying to make gains, do the bodybuilding grip. It doesn't matter. Try them all. See what works for you. Like, the Olympic and CrossFit grips will hurt some of you guys in the wrist. Like, because you just don't have the shoulder mobility. You don't have the wrist mobility. That will kill you. So, obviously, training that pattern's not ideal because you're putting yourself in pain and you're causing more pain. You're causing future damage to the rest of your body. And when you train in pain, you guys don't make any gains. That's just the way it is. So definitely do the grip that works best for you, Brad, and kind of experiment with it. You'll find it over time. If you have something you're, if you have a specific reason to be doing a grip that's bugging you, work on your mobility, okay? Question number three in training category. Can hypertrophy and strength be attained at the same time? Michael. Michael, my brother. Yes, you can absolutely make muscle gains and strength gains simultaneously. Here's how you do it. You do various rep ranges, right? So hypertrophy is going to be in the 8 to 12 rep range. That's been pretty <coughs> well shown to be the right rep range to make hypertrophy muscle gains in general. And um, for strength, it's going to be a lower rep range for sure. You're going to be in the 4 to 6 rep range for strength, okay? So here's what you do, man. You start with some higher reps, do some 12, some 8s, and then work your way down to the 6 and 4. So do like 4 sets maybe. Do 12, 10, uh, do 12, 8, 6, and 4 for reps. You're going to be making muscle gains and strength gains simultaneously. And it is absolutely possible. So get that in your program. Do some of those sets kind of like that. Bounce back and forth with those. Thanks, Michael. <clears throat> Question number four. Functional flex. My bench won't increase. I've been doing four by ten reps. Four sets, ten reps. For as long as I can remember. But it's the same weight. I want to get stronger, but I'm not making any progress at all. Toby. Toby. Okay. Four sets, 10 reps. That's not the right rep range for strength gains, my man. That's going to be hypertrophy training. You're going to be getting some more muscles in there, but they may or may not be getting stronger. So here's what you got to do. Get some lower reps in your training. Also, program your training out to make sure that you're challenging yourself. He says you've been doing the same weight right here forever. Like... Why are you doing the same way forever, man? Mix it up. Do some heavier sets. Do some lower weights. Do some five by five. Some things like that. Some five sets, five reps. You know, lower reps, heavier weights, and you're going to make more strength gains. That way your bench is going to skyrocket. Question number five. <clears throat> all Ryan, all the girls you train have amazing booties, and I'm trying to get there. I do squats all day, but my butt does not grow. What do I need to do? Kayla. Oh, okay, Kayla. Well, to all the functional flex ladies out there, congratulations, because people are lacking your booties. But the main thing here is, Kayla, is squats are overrated for glute growth. Here's what you got to do. You got to do some glute activation work. 
First off, we spend way too much time sitting on our asses and not enough time training our asses, all right? And we all do it. I'm doing it right now. I'm literally sitting on my ass right here. And here's what happens when you do that. Those muscles go to sleep. They go dormant. You go train. You train a lot of other muscles that you're not constantly compressing by sitting on. So you train your quads more. You train your hamstrings more, all that kind of thing. <coughs> so what you guys got to do is get your glute to fire up. You got to do glute activation drills. Google some of those, YouTube it. I got some on my website, functionalflexfitness.net. Figure that out, glute activation. That's gonna turn your ass on so that when you go work out, you can actually train your butt. Now, here's what you gotta do. You wanna do a combination of movements that are gonna target all the things. You wanna do some glute isolation exercises. You wanna do some big compound movements like squats, and then you wanna get in uh, even more, you know, isolation movements later. So the goal with glute training is gonna be heavy compounds, and then isolation movements with good glute activation drills. If you want some of those, go over to my website. I will hook you up on that, Kayla, okay? Moving on to nutrition. Let me get a sip of this tea here. (coughs) 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 Fucking coughing. Okay, like, guys, I'm still a little sick, but this podcast got to happen. We got to get there. We got to get that done. All right, nutrition category. Question one. Hey, Ryan. How much should I cut before I bulk again? I've been bulking for about a year and gained about 20 pounds. Now I think it's time to cut. How much do I need to cut before I can build again? Thank you. No name, man. No name, man or woman, whoever this is. I'm assuming you're a man. Because ladies don't bulk. Yes, they do. I'm just kidding. Okay. To answer your question, it's time to cut when, uh, I mean, it's time to build again when you think it's time to build again, man. Like or woman, if you are trying to train your body and you are trying to see some gains and you've made 20 pounds of gains, right? Now you want to cut because you want to see some of those gains, I'm assuming. Maybe you put on a little fat with that. Um, now what you got to do is kind of assess your look. I mean, this isn't about me telling you where you got to, when you got to cut before you can build again. Like, do it. Just go to work. Start cutting and see your progress, see your results, see if you like it. And if not, start building back up. And if you do, good. I mean, you can always decide. But if you're looking for like a a general kind of guideline, do like a four to eight week of cutting the calorie deficit, fat loss diet. Then you can go look at yourself to bulk back up again. But really, it's to your personal preference, whoever you are. Question number two, I am gaining weight too fast. I'm trying to boost my metabolism to help me lose weight, so I upped my calories, but I am gaining weight way too fast. When all I want is just to lose it. Please help me, Mary. Mary, um, you have added calories into your diet to help you lose weight. Okay, so here's what you gotta do. You gotta make sure that you've done the correct calculations for why you're doing that. If you're trying to lose weight, um, you need to be in a caloric deficit. You should not be adding calories into your diet to boost your metabolism. I mean, you've probably seen something about reverse diet or something like that, and that's why you did that. But that's for people that have been in a chronic caloric deficit for a long time or something like that. You know, somebody that had been a a binge dieter, done all these diets for all these years and eats like a rabbit and now they need to reverse diet to get their metabolic rate back up, that is totally different than where you are. So here's how you can, in other words, boost your metabolism without upping your calories. Don't up your calories first. Drop those down to a caloric deficit. So figure out your maintenance. 
Then what you want to do is take those down about 500 calories below your maintenance and then be consistent with your meals and that will produce the metabolism, the metabolic rate that you're looking for. That's going to give you the speed and the burn and all those things and may or may not boost your metabolism for you, okay? But do not up your calories because I'm assuming if you upped your calories, you are now in a caloric surplus and especially because you're gaining weight, that pretty much justifies that you are in a caloric surplus. So let's get those cows down and stay consistent with your meals, Mary. Have fun. Question number three, nutrition category. I have hit a plateau for three months with weight loss. What do I need to change? Whatever approach you're doing, that's what you need to change. If it's been three months and you have lost no weight, you uh, need to either drop your calories more. That Nope, that's the only answer, actually. You need to drop your calories. You need to go down to a more deficit level. What happens sometimes with weight loss, right? And this is part of the process. You start with a large amount of weight loss. You lose weight initially, and then you're at a new kind of homeostasis with your body because you've created a new caloric maintenance level, okay? So you have to routinely assess your calories and your macros and whatnot and drop them or raise them according to what you're trying to do with your body. So in this scenario, you've been on a plateau for three months with weight loss. It is definitely time to drop your calories again. Maybe mix up your training program too a bit. I don't know what you're doing, but... You know, shock the system, do some different stuff. If you've been doing one type of split, try something different. If you've been doing cardio forever, do a little less cardio, do a different kind of cardio, high intensity, whatever. Mix it up, change your body up, and get your calories back on track. That's going to get you that weight loss, my friend. Question number four. Hi, Ryan. Can I do a low-calorie diet and still gain muscle? Brianna. Brianna, yes, uh, that cannot happen, sorry, <laughs> you cannot, <coughs> sorry, you cannot be on a low calorie diet and still gain muscle, it's just not even possible, because here's what it takes, right, when you go to add muscle mass to your body, you want to add strength to your body, you have to be in a caloric surplus, that's the only way our body can synthesize protein, build new tissues, and build more muscle, build more strength, caloric surplus means more than maintenance, more than your body maintenance, okay? So a low-calorie diet would mean it was below your maintenance. So therefore, nope, cannot be done. And there's a lot of guru shit on the internet of people telling you they can do it, but it's not true, you guys. You cannot do it. The only way you can even mildly do something like that is by doing an undulating caloric intake. So if you train three days a week, do higher calories on training days, lower calories on non-training days. Then you can get the best of both worlds to some degree because you can build muscle on your training days, theoretically, and you can burn fat on your non-training days, theoretically. Okay, you guys? But you, for if you want just the this rock-solid answer, can you do a low-calorie diet and gain muscle? The answer will be no because you cannot do those two conflicting goals at the same time or with low calories. Okay? Cool. Question number five. Coach Ryan, what is your favorite cheat day food? Well, I thought you would never ask. See, for those of you that do not know, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. And out here in Vegas, there's a ton of casinos that have these absurdly amazing buffets. There's like hundreds or thousands. No, I'm just kidding. There's not, there's not thousands. There's a lot of them though, okay? And so for cheat day, what I do is at least once a week, I will go to one of these buffets and just 
engorge every kind of food that I can imagine that I would ever want. So like they got pizza, they have like breakfast foods, they got donuts, they got ice cream, you know, they got every kind of food. Like they have a, a food for every kind of, you know, there's like Asian, there's all these things there and it's super good, you guys. It is like super good food. It is gourmet. Like so I've heard rumors that people actually travel to Vegas just to eat the fucking buffet, which is a little crazy, but I would do it if I didn't live here, so, you know. <laughs> Moving on to mindset category, you guys. We got five questions to go. Here we go. Mindset. Hi, Ryan. My name is Mitch, and I am just getting started with my weight loss journey. Congratulations, Mitch. It has been about three months, and I have lost a little weight, but I often lack motivation to stay on track. How do I stay motivated on my weight loss journey? Good question, Mitch. Well, here's what you do. Motivation comes from yourself, my friend. It comes from inside your mind, your body, your spirit, whatever you want to say. Motivation comes from within you. So you have to draw that shit out of you. You cannot simply go look for motivation. You cannot ask for motivation. You cannot find it. You have to create it. You have to generate it. And here's where it comes from, my friend. It comes from the reason you're trying to lose weight in the first place. So whatever that is, it could be medical, it could be just you want to look better, it could be you want to play more with your kids, I don't know, really your life or anything like that, but whatever reason you decided I want to lose weight is the the generation of your motivation. That's what's going to keep you on fire, that's going to keep you going. So here's what you do, when you start getting down, you start losing your motivation, you start feeling a little bit shitty about all of it. You don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to eat your diet. You don't want to do whatever it takes. Remember why you started. And then fully engulf it and even take it a step further. Get a piece of paper out and write down exactly why you started and the future outcome of that. Here's another cool thing you can do, Mitch, is remember here's here's you overweight, right? You want to lose weight. Project that out five years, ten years if you keep doing the shit you did to get overweight. What does that look like? What does that life look like? Okay? Then here's what you do. If you stay the course on your plan and you achieve your weight loss goal, you achieve the weight loss, project that out five years. Project that out ten years. Which life is better? That is the answer. That's going to keep you on fire, Mitch. All right. Question number two mindset category hey functional flex my question is about progress pictures i'm taking them every few weeks but every time i do i feel like i look worse than before my weight is the same and everything else is the same so what can i do to improve this okay no name person um the progress picture this is a dilemma that happens a lot with a lot of people here's what you do stop taking them every few weeks take them every single day Okay, and the reason I say that is you are having a problem with your self-image. That is why you are seeing that they look worse than before. Because if everything is the same, if everything else is staying in line, then it's simply not possible that everything uh, that you are, you know, looking worse. It, it, it's all lining up. So what you got to do is you got to get more comfortable with taking pictures. You got to get more comfortable with looking at your body and facing yourself in the mirror, whatever you're taking your pictures in. So take them every single day for 30 days and see how you feel about it. That's going to totally boost your ability to take pictures and your ability to see your progress and stay on track because you're just going to be familiar with yourself. You're not going to be 
questioning it every single time when you take your pictures every few weeks, okay? Do it every day. Question number three. Hello. I am having trouble setting a goal. I am currently overweight and I want to burn fat, but I also want to build muscle. What should I do? uh, What approach should I take in my goals? Matt. Matt, my friend, this is something that a lot of people, um, you know, who are starting out have to go through because a lot of people oftentimes are overweight, but they want to be leaner and they also want to be stronger and build muscle. So here's what you got to do. You start training with weights right now. That's good. And you start um, getting your diet in a caloric deficit so you can burn fat. Okay, you're going to train weights right now, not with the intent of building muscle. You're going to train weights right now with the intent of getting better at weight training so that you can build better patterns, you can build better form, you can get more used to the gym so that when the time comes for you to open the gates of Gainesville and go right in there and start building some muscle, you're going to be ready. Okay, but what we're going to do first, you're going to burn your fat. You're going to burn that off. You're going to get comfortable with that. You're going to do some weight loss. Then you're going to go back to the gym and you're going to make some gains. Okay, and I've done this myself. You guys, I know what I'm talking about here with this. I know it sounds crazy. A lot of people don't want to do that, but here's what you do. You do the caloric deficit. You train with weights and you lose as much weight as you want, your desired goal. Then you go back and you build muscle by going to a caloric surplus okay so we're talking caloric deficit till you get to your goal and then you go back to build muscle with a caloric surplus simple and easy my friend matt you will have a good time uh with this it'll be a good journey man document it question number four i cannot for the life of me wake up to go to the gym what are your suggestions laura Laura, this is a common thing. Let me get a sip here. This is a big one. This is going to be a big one. <sighs> Laura, this is a common thing. People people always have this problem. I actually made a YouTube video about this before. Because it is such a prevalent problem. Uh, sleep, you guys, if you're choosing sleep over your goals... How serious are you about your goals? That's the first thing I want to say, Laura. I'm not trying to attack you either. I just want to be real with you here. Like, if you would rather sleep than achieve your goals, then you are definitely, your goals don't interest you enough. Your goals are not, you're not involved in them. You're not invested in them. You're not infatuated with them. Because if you were, you would get your ass up. Your goals would wake you up every single day to go to the gym, to go work out, do whatever. So here's what you got to do. You got to relook at your goals. You got to set some goals again. You got to see maybe your goals that you set, you don't actually want anymore or whatever. For some reason, you're not being inspired by them. They're not lighting the fire for you to get up. You'd rather sleep than achieve your dreams. So you definitely got to revisit your goals. You got to set some new goals and figure out why that's happening in the first place. And I bet you once you do, you review your old goals here, the current goals you have, you're going to find, okay, I don't really give a shit about these anymore. So what do I care about? Why do I want to go to the gym? What is that fire that I need to light? And then that's going to wake you up. And if it doesn't, there's a backup plan, okay? There's an app called Alarmy. I think I've talked about it on the podcast or I definitely talked about it on YouTube. It's called Alarmy, okay? And this app is the shit because it does not let you sleep. (laughs) You set your alarm and you have to set a task to turn it off. Okay, so the way that it turns off is by like taking a picture of an object in another room and you have to get up and walk into the room and take a picture or something like that. Or you got to do a math problem or you got to shake it 150 times over your head or something, you know, crazy stuff. 
That makes sure you get up. And I've told a lot of people to get that app, and that shit works. All you gotta do is set it. Most of the time, you guys, you can set it because you're in the right mindset when you go to sleep. When you wake up, you're in a bad mindset. You turn the alarm off, go back to bed. But this stops that from happening. So set it in a good time. Set it out for the week. Don't look at it again. Let it run and wake the fuck up when it goes. And you will have to. So that's your backup plan. But figure out your goals. Reinvest yourself. Get your new goals set. And then backup plan, alarmy, or maybe even both together. That just might be perfect. All right. Good luck, Laura. Question number five. How do I prevent fear of the goals I set? They all sound great at the time, but as I work for them, I get afraid of what is to come. Thank you. No name. Okay. No name. You are afraid of your goals because you are challenging your comfort zone. And this is part of goals, you guys. This is part of changing your body, your mind, your career, your relationship, all the things in life that are new. Uh, challenge our comfort zone. So what is the initial human reaction to the comfort zone is to run away. It is to get out of there. It is to say, fuck this. I'd rather be comfortable than challenge this and risk whatever's going to come from it. Okay. It is normal human survival. You guys, it is literally programmed into our brain. That is our default mechanism for everything is to procrastinate, make excuses and run from new things. So when you set a goal, you might have a fire about it with the time you do it. You might be like, yeah, I'm really ready for this. And then as you actually start taking the steps, you're getting closer and closer to the new thing and further and further from the comfort zone, okay? But here's what you gotta understand, is that the only way to get comfortable is to first be uncomfortable. So you're going to have to go through these things. You're gonna have to go through these paces. You're gonna have to be uncomfortable, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Here's what I want you to do, uh, sir or ma'am, no name. Think back to all of your biggest achievements in your life. Whatever it was in school, your career, your body, your mind, your relationships, your family, whatever, think back to them. And your greatest achievements there, right? And tell me which ones of those were not a struggle at first, were not a challenge at first, were not uncomfortable at first, were not something you wanted to quit on first. I guarantee you all of your greatest achievements in your life thus far were uncomfortable experiences that are now nothing. They're now just in the past. They don't affect you. You're not afraid of them. You're not worried about them. You might even do them every single day. Okay? And you know why that is? Is because you challenged your comfort zone, you broke through, and you created a new comfort zone. And that's what you have to do right now. So even when your goals sound great at the time and they start, you know, you start getting afraid of them as you go on the journey, stay on the journey. And understand that it's part of the process. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to have fear of them. But it's also important that you keep going no matter what. Because one day you're going to look back on whatever this goal is now that you've set. And it's going to be wish wash. It's going to be super easy. It's going to be one of the things you tell people about. It's going to be one of the greatest achievements of your life. And you can enjoy that and you can have that now. So keep on the path. Well, there you go, guys. We did it again. We did another 15 questions. I think I even did those a little faster for you guys today. That was pretty good. Um, Here's what I want you guys to do. Challenge the week. 
get out here on this podcast, first off, follow this thing, okay? Because this is important stuff coming out of here. Go check out my YouTube, you guys. If you haven't seen the YouTube yet, I'm literally doing a daily YouTube. That is my challenge to myself right now. And I'm telling you guys this so that... (coughs) (coughs) Well, we did it again, you guys. That is another 15 questions. Down and out, training, nutrition, and mindset. I hope that you guys have got something out of that. That was super, uh, super beneficial for me to even kind of go through some of those things again in my head and see, you know, think about it. It's real good to, you know, revisit things even when you already know them, you guys. That's important. So here's my challenge to you guys this week. I want you to take something from this today and apply it to your life or apply it to somebody else's. So help somebody else with this information, okay? It could be any of the training, the nutrition, the mindset. Pass this along to someone or help yourself with it so you can then help others in the future. But you guys, the goal, the reason I do the podcast is literally just for that. I'm asking you your questions so you can get your answers. Fuck this guru bullshit. All these people out here that want to sell you all this shit for thousands of dollars and it's the only way. It's not true, you guys. I am a firm believer that you can do so, so much on your own once you know what to do and where to go. And of course it is great to have people fighting in your corner. Of course it is great to have an audience of, you know, support and a group and a community and all those things. That's important. That's essential, you guys. That's what we create when we help other people. So here's what you guys do. You take something from this. You help somebody at some point now, in the future or whenever. Okay? Make it happen, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Keep loading me up with your questions. Don't wait for me to post about it. Just load it up. You guys send them every day, but keep them coming because I like looking at them. I like answering them then. And I, you don't have to wait for these podcasts to get your questions answered, you guys. I answer all of these before I answer them on the podcast, okay? These are literally answered the second you send them to me because I am on there and I am there for you guys if you need it. All right, so thank you guys again. Pass this on. Let's make some gains. Thank you for listening to the Functional Flex Cavecast. For more, head over to the social media, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter, at Functional Flex. And check out the YouTube channel, the Functional Flex Strength Cave. Visit our website at functionalflexfitness.net. And thank you for subscribing to this podcast.